Hey, welcome. I am your host, Sam, and this is Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities, a podcast about urban legends coming from different cultures and other scary stories as well. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Urban Legends and Other Dreadful Curiosities. If you're new here, you can follow my Instagram page which is at urbanlegendsaodc for more podcast updates and some other content, I guess. Also, I didn't know this until now, but this podcast is actually available on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever you call it. If you have that, don't forget to leave a rating and a review that would be really really nice so yeah it's been a month since i uploaded an episode currently i've been obsessed with avatar the last airbender no not the movie not the movie we don't talk about the movie but the cartoon i just really like that show so for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about what show i'm talking about this show is about four nations living together so these four nations are named after its elements so air earth water and fire so like they're divided by their specific element whatever so yeah i encourage you guys to watch avatar also before i begin i just want to give a shout out to my friend rachel who just started her podcast called scene cap where she breaks down her favorite scenes in movies and in her first episode she actually talks about her favorite scene in the hate you give and This movie is actually about police brutality and racism and it's very in line with what's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement and the racial injustices that black people face. I'm not black so I can never really know what it's like to go through what black people go through but I still stand by you guys and i'm gonna do whatever i can to support the black lives matter movement and i'm gonna use this platform that i have to raise awareness and just encourage you guys to educate yourself and donate to the movement so you may not see a lot of news about the protests and with the racial inequality issue may not be trending but I promise you it's still going on so the fight isn't over yet so just keep donating keep raising your awareness and just keep speaking up I know it's gonna be it's gonna take more than that to solve this issue so aside from the racial injustices that black people face the Philippine government just signed the just issued the anti-terrorism bill which is aimed to counter terrorism, but instead this bill extends into silencing the voices of Filipinos. In addition to that, the Philippines still has one of the highest COVID-19 cases in Southeast Asia. Just a quick note, I know this is an Urban Legends podcast, but I really want to use this platform to raise awareness and help whenever I can and just for the listeners to know like these issues and I want to use this platform to encourage listeners the people listening to this podcast to educate yourselves to donate and also to sign petitions 
So with that being said, let me know how I can best use my privilege to help black people and also the Filipinos who are affected by the terrorism bill. Hopefully, I can help out the best I can. So yeah, on to the other stuff. As you all know, I am back again with some spookiness for all of you guys and it's been a while and I sure hope that all of you missed me. So if you have been paying attention to my Instagram, which is at Urban Legends AODC, I recently, well not recently anymore, but I posted a story about doing a compilations episode. Basically, they're Urban Legends that are too short for a podcast episode or there's not enough information about them. So I compile them, as many as I could, into one episode. In this case, however, it's different. This episode actually consists of different kinds of Filipino folklore condensed into a single tweet. This actually became a trend back in 2019, and I really found it interesting. So each Filipino folklore has its own story, which I will talk about in future episodes, but this time I want to talk about the trend itself called Manila Encounters. So what exactly is it? So Manila Encounters is actually a Twitter trend. It's actually a hashtag. So um, if you look at the hashtag Manila Encounters on Twitter, you'll see a bunch of writing prompts heavily based on urban legends and folklore surrounding Filipino culture. So these stories are condensed into a tweet, and if you type the hashtag on your Twitter search bar, these collection of tweets and short stories will appear. They're actually pretty well-written and pretty creepy. So from what I read, they work like writing prompts, actually, so they're really short. Most of them are actually set in an alternative universe, so reading this makes us um, see Manila through a different lens or a different perspective. So how is this going to work? So basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through the tweets one by one and then we're going to break it down. I'm going to give you some fun facts about a tweet, like which urban legend it's based on and just my thoughts about it, like writing style and just how I feel about it, basically. So one thing, since all of these tweets are based on Filipino urban legends or are in Filipino setting, obviously the Filipino language is incorporated in some of the tweets. So I've included some tweets that have a mix of English and Filipino words. And how I'm gonna do it is that if there is more Filipino words than English words, I'm gonna fully translate this tweet into English. If the tweet is mostly English with some Filipino words, then I'll just read the tweet as it is and translate it into English for my non-Filipino listeners. Also, just letting you know that some of these may get dark or graphic, so if that's not your thing, this is just a warning for you guys. Okay, before we actually begin, I just want to thank the talented writers whose work I'm going to be featuring in this podcast. Thank you guys for letting me use your work and I really appreciate it and 
yeah, I hope you guys have fun listening to this. And without further ado, let's get right into it. So this first tweet is from Twitter user Tofi Alante. So it says, learn to ignore the names called by baristas in SP. If you hear the name Maguayan being called, keep your eyes focused on your phones or wherever. Avoid looking at the person at the counter. It's the goddess of death getting her caffeine fix. She hates the attention. So first, some context. SB actually means Starbucks. It's just some Filipino slang for Starbucks. So for non-Filipino listeners out there, if you have Filipino friends who are actually from the Philippines and you happen to visit them or whatever, and they tell you, hey, let's go to SB, um, they just mean let's go to Starbucks. So yeah, SB means Starbucks. So next up, so who is Maguayan? Maguayan is actually a Philippine deity and she's actually one of the Philippine deity originated from the Visayas region. So she's one of the older gods and one of the first generation gods. Um, she's also the goddess of death and afterlife and she's also the first ocean deity. Maguayan had a daughter named Lidagat Actually, Lidagat is based on the root word Dagat, which means sea. So I think Lidagat is like the second generation or the second ocean goddess or something like that. So Maguayan is said to collect the souls and take them to Sulad or underworld with her boat. According to myths, since she is the personification of the sea, she is described as more level-headed and calm. But when she is angry and provoked, she can be fierce and deadly. So, thoughts about this. I thought this was super creative. I like the modern take of the Philippine ancient mythology. So this actually kind of reminded me of Percy Jackson, wherein the Greek gods were more made to integrate with the modern times. Um, honestly, I find it kind of amusing to think that deities go to Starbucks and blend in with normal people. I honestly think that this should be a book with other Philippine deities. And this is also a great writing prompt. I really think this was creatively written. Just when I read about this, I was like, this is super creative and also it's kind of humorous. Like you see a goddess, like usually gods um in mythologies love to be worshipped but like in this tweet it's like oh she hates the attention which i find very amusing and also kind of lighthearted. she kind of reminds me of those um maguayan in this tweet to be specific she kind of reminds me of those um new yorkers who um who can't function without their coffee so yeah also i tried researching more into maguayan but for some reason i can't really find a lot of stuff about her so i just know the basics about maguayan so if you know a place where i can learn more about maguayan and the visayan mythology just please message me feel free to reach out to me so or correct me if i said something wrong so the next tweet that i'm gonna be talking about is from twitter user liar rook this person's twitter username is spelled l-y-r-e-r-o-o-k 
this um, tweet is actually a conversation between a convenience store employee and a customer. Take note that the dialogue exchange in this tweet is in Tagalog, so I'm just gonna translate this one into English. Of course, I asked permission from the creator, from the writer of this tweet, and this person said yes, so here I go. Miss, miss, I think there's a ghost in your restroom. The cashier regards her with an amused smile. Long hair, wearing formal clothes. Yes, yes, that's her. Don't worry about her. There are a lot of ghosts in the restaurants here, left by the people who are taking detours from awake before heading home. So to clarify for my non-Filipino listeners, awake is kind of like a funeral. So I'm not really sure how funeral rites go in other countries, but in the Philippines, as this is just based from my experience. So feel free to correct me on that, especially to my fellow Filipinos. So in the Philippines, we usually wait for a few days. So our wake usually lasts for a few days long around three i think so usually there will be like um i don't know how to describe this without sounding morbid but the deceased person's family would visit and see the body before the burial if that makes sense i sound like an idiot but i hope i make sense so it's believed that the soul of the dead lingers before completely transitioning into the afterlife. Based on my understanding, waiting for a few days before burying the body is a way for people to say goodbye. So hopefully, my explanation of this tradition made sense to my non-Filipino listeners out there. So basically, pagpag is based on a superstitious belief and the word pagpag actually translates into shaking off in English or to shrug it off in English. So it is believed that the souls of those who passed will follow you and in order to prevent that, you need to stop somewhere or take a detour somewhere and basically shrug off the negative spirits that may have followed you from the cemetery or from the wake. So what drew me into this story? So this concept was actually something that I grew up with. As long as I can remember, I've always visited the cemetery every year for for this holiday called All Souls Day, which is on November 2nd. And we use this holiday to commemorate those souls in the purgatory. My parents would actually mention this term, the pagpag, in passing. So growing up, I have some fair share of stories about this concept. So in my experience, when my grandmother died, I spent a few days in her hometown and we went straight home after instead of taking a detour like usual. So I was 15 at the time, so the details can get very um, hazy from here. But I remember one night I was sleeping and I had a dream about my grandmother. So in my dream, I actually woke up in the middle of the night, I was still in bed, and I saw my grandmother at the foot of my bed. She was wearing the same white dress she was buried in, and she was holding my foot. 
In my dream, she was actually crying and asking for help. I remember praying for her and still having dreams of her afterwards, but this lasted for about two weeks, I think. So I'm not saying my grandma was in bad spirit, but she wasn't. But in my 15-year-old mind, just to be able to experience this was a little scary. Growing up, I've always associated anything paranormal as scary, but I know some spirits are not as malevolent or they could even be good spirits or whatever. I also freaked out because it seemed like her soul wasn't at peace back then, so I really hope um, she's at peace now. So yeah. Um, I don't really have much experience with the paranormal other than that, so those were my thoughts when I read this tweet about Bagbag. Like, I really like it. I thought it was creative, and the conversation wasn't even like creepy. I mean, there are some creepy undertones to it, but it's like, oh, you know, don't worry about her. Like, she's harmless. Those were my original thoughts, which I find kind of funny. So the next two tweets have some Tagalog words in it. Unlike the other tweet earlier, these two tweets don't have that many Tagalog words. So I just decided I'm just gonna read these tweets directly and translate them later for my non-Filipino listeners. The next tweet is from Twitter user Reina Bambao. Okay, a little backstory. She actually gave me an ebook full of Manila Encounters tweets, and I thought it was really sweet. So, thank you for the ebook, Reina. Okay, so here we go. In the store at Gilmore, you say, Pare format po ng memory. Laptop, the technician asks without raising his head. Hindi po ng memory. He finally looks up and notices you are empty handed. He takes you to the old lady in the back. You leave a new man. Okay, unlike the other ones, this one isn't really based off of any urban legends. I'm just gonna summarize the tweet of Reina Bambao, by the way. So it's about a customer arriving at a repair shop and the customer asks for their memory to be reformatted and the technician asks if it was a laptop memory and then the customer said no and in this tweet the customer is actually talking about their actual memory so so that's basically what it is in english okay so i included this tweet because it was very creative and very well written and also i don't know why but this gave me steampunk vibes like steampunk alternative universe vibes and i think it's the techie aspect of it I also like the ambiguity of this tweet. The details given were only enough to paint a picture and to keep the plot going, but everything else is up to interpretation. It's also written in second person, and I've never taken a formal literature class to pinpoint the significance of the second person narrative, but as I read this, it almost feels like the second person point of view is meant to add more ambiguity to this tweet. Holy shit, I sound like an English teacher, so forgive me. Also, the way it's written presents a lot of questions. First of all, why does the person want their memory erased and reformatted? Also, who was the woman in the back? Like, 
um, like the previous tweet about Maguayan, there should be a whole book about this. Or at least a short story. Reina, I think you should make this happen. Just saying. Okay, so the next tweet comes from Twitter user at Delpila. And here's what the user has written. Everyone knows the rules. Say her name three times in front of the mirror and wait. Her bloody face appears and breaks into a smile. Oh, kamusta? You sit and sigh. Bad trip eh. She thought sympathetically. Wanna tell me about it? So basically, it's a conversation between Bloody Mary and another person who summoned her. So it's a conversation between them two. Dude, I have a mirror right behind me, so I'm not gonna say her name again. Basically, the girl with the bloody face asks, Hey, how is it? How are you? How have you been? And the person who summoned her said, Oh, I'm having a bad time. And the girl in the mirror was being all sympathetic and being a good friend and said, Hey, do you want to tell me about it? So that's basically the summary of this tweet. So this tweet is actually based on the urban legend of you know who i'm not gonna say her name because i have a mirror behind me and i don't want her face to pop out basically i made a podcast episode about this for my project and fun fact this is actually the first podcast episode i made ever i uploaded this one on soundcloud and i just made it private and i mentioned this before but i was required to take a podcasting class for my major and a lot of people liked this episode so i think this encouraged me to make more podcasts about urban legends anyway to those who don't know about this specific urban legend here are some fun facts um i may have to create a whole episode about it again but who knows so um the rituals in this one kind of vary but the most common one is to say her name three times and she'll appear in the mirror like in the tweet below and you can talk to her the way you talk you would talk to a ouija board so you would ask questions and just not piss her off i guess there is a very elaborate ritual of this that popped up on the internet and it was posted on several horror blogs everywhere and also some rituals require you to walk backwards on a staircase some just require you to stay in a dark room and perform very elaborate steps the ritual that requires you to walk backwards on the staircase is actually a divination that women in the past used to find out who their future husbands are. Once they face a mirror, the women are supposed to know what their future husbands look like. If they see a skull, it is likely that they're gonna die young before they actually get married. So I'm not really gonna go deep into this because I'm planning to make a whole episode about it. So yeah um stay tuned so the girl in the mirror is actually a dark urban legend she's expected to be a malevolent dark spirit 
but in this tweet, she's actually portrayed as a friendly spirit who will listen to your problems. It's almost like she's a therapist, you know. It provides a very contrasting image to her malevolent persona. And I find this contrasting image very humorous and lighthearted. It's not like the super creepy um, story, super creepy kind of tweet. And I actually laughed when I read this tweet. So, yeah. Okay, this is the last tweet I have so far. This last tweet is from Twitter user at BlazerBLiftin for sale. Olympus AZ2000 film camera. Price. Negotiable. I just want to get rid of this thing to be honest. Reason for selling. Old. But quality is fine. I just don't like how every so often some people would come out headless in the photo and die a month later. Oh, this one is super creepy. I'm so glad I ended on this one. So it's not exactly a story, but it's written to be like a sales advertisement. This tweet is actually heavily based on a superstition belief that if people come out headless in the photo, that person is actually about to die. So the superstition also involves the shadow of a person. So if the shadow appears headless, that person is also about to die. According to some legends, to counter this, you have to take off the clothes you wore in the picture and bury them in the ground. Another action to counter this curse is to tap or slap the headless person on the shoulder. Other superstition regarding photos also includes not taking photos in threes because the person in the middle will likely die as well. So this is actually associated to mass hallucination or mass hysteria. So this is a phenomenon where a large group of people who are within physical proximity to each other experience the same hallucination simultaneously. I'm actually pretty fucking scared. So this is believe, um, it is believed that it's a common explanation for UFO and paranormal sightings, especially in photos and all that stuff. So one example of mass hallucination is this phenomenon called Miracle of the Sun, which took place in Portugal. This happened in 1917, and a lot of people reported seeing apparitions of the Virgin Mary. It is also said that the Virgin Mary would appear and perform miracles, and one of the phenomena was the, sky, was the sun appeared to be dancing in the sky. But unfortunately, scientists claim that psychological factors play a part in it, such as the power of suggestion or pareidolia, which is a tendency for incorrect perception of images. This is like seeing images of animals, symbols, and faces in cloud formations. But some people may just claim it as hysteria or mass hysteria. Just to clarify, I'm not saying paranormal experiences are not real. They are real. But oftentimes, in cases like a living person appearing headless in photographs could be associated to this phenomenon. Also, another disclaimer, I'm no expert in this subject matter, so this is all just me speculating. So if you have knowledge in this topic, please message me or email me 
So, um, what I like about this tweet, when I read it, it was like all the other ones. It was very creepy. And also, it was very creative. Like, I honestly think this tweet is a good writing prompt. So, yeah, um, to all the aspiring horror writers out there, here are your writing prompts. And these are some of the tweets from hashtag Manila Encounters. I honestly really enjoyed reading these tweets from some of the most talented writers and these are just really creative and I enjoyed analyzing them like an English teacher. I hope these encounters serve as a writing prompt or like an idea for aspiring horror writers. That's pretty much all I have to say. Honestly, I'm like, it's like 10 p.m. here and I'm like getting all loopy. So yeah, I really like it. And thank you to all the writers who agreed to be featured in this podcast. Thank you so much, you guys. You guys are super talented. So, okay, um, now that we're wrapping up, if you guys have any stories about Filipino urban legends or just if you have like any suggestions at all email me at urbanlegendsaodcpodcast at gmail.com again it's urbanlegendsaodcpodcast at gmail.com or follow me on instagram and dm me it's at urbanlegendsaodc i hope you all had fun listening i know i haven't been uploading a lot so i'm really sorry about that But stay tuned for the next episode. Bye!